Hey there, Ross. Hi, Dap. How are you today? I am great. Good. Are you ready to be even better and know everything? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Today, I want to share with you the only guaranteed way I know to win things. Hmm. What is it? Do you know what a contest is? Yeah. It's something that you enter into and compete against other people in. Yeah. Could be a swimming contest, a drawing contest, could be a hot dog eating contest, it could be a demolition derby car smashing contest, or it could just be a staring contest. Yes. Either way, it's an event where, as you said, you compete against other people through skill or luck and someone wins. And now, may I tell you the number one trick to winning those contests? What? You have to enter the contest. If you don't enter, you are guaranteed not to win. Well, that is true. How can you win if you didn't enter? Yes, but really let this sink in. Because no one I know has lost more contests than my family. Me, Aunt Lucia, Grandma Jane, and Grandpa Carl have together lost at least a hundred times and probably closer to a thousand. Yikes, that's a lot of losing. But guess what? What? No one I know has won more contests than us either. Let me give a few examples. I entered the fifth grade science contest with my friend Josh. We lost, but my little sister Lucia entered the first grade science contest the same year with Josh's sister Katie, and they won. I started entering and losing writing contests starting in first grade. <laughs> but in sixth grade, I won it. My poem got a $150 prize, and there was even a story about it in the newspaper. I entered lots more contests in high school. I lost most of them, but one I won got me and my whole family a trip to Washington, D.C. Whoa! Aunt Lucia did even better. She entered a writing contest and won a $20,000 college scholarship for herself and another $20,000 for her school. Whoa, that's a lot of money. They even printed it in one of those super big checks. Those are so cool. Remember, though, how many times we had to lose beforehand. The thing that all those cases had in common was that we entered. Oh, smart. I don't want you to misunderstand me. Contest prizes aren't always big and fancy. You know that framed photo of Waterworks Hill on our bathroom wall? Yeah. I won that at a contest. You know the bocce ball set we play with in the backyard? won that. Yeah, you and grandma and grandpa did when they were visiting us one time. We have entered contests and failed to win cars, boats, and fabulous international vacations. But we've entered others and won books, water bottles, and stickers. Who doesn't love stickers? This is not to tell you to enter every contest and compete for everything no matter what. That's a little crazy and a little greedy. But you should enter contests if you have time and you're interested in the topic or prize. Someone is going to win. What I've discovered is, it might be you. Exciting. I mean, think about it. You don't really lose anything by losing. 
but you do really win when you win. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. It's called "The Way In" by Linda Hogan. Sometimes the way to milk and honey is through the body. Sometimes the way in is a song. But there are three ways in the world: dangerous, wounding, and beauty. To enter stone, be water. To rise through hard earth, be plant. Desiring sunlight, believing in water. To enter fire, be dry. To enter life, be food. Wow! Can I read it? Please. The Way In, by Linda Hogan. Sometimes the way to milk and honey is through the body. Sometimes the way in. Is a song, but there are three ways in this world: dangerous, wounding, and beauty. To enter stone, be water. To rise through hard earth, be plant, desiring sunlight, believing in water. To enter fire, be dry. To enter life, be food. So much wisdom in that poem. Let's just think about it practically, physically, for a second. To enter stone, be water. What's an example? Well, normally you can't be inside a stone, but water can soak into things and just be around it and in it. Think about where we live. Three rivers run through our community, right? Yeah. The water, little by little, drop by drop, cut through entire mountains. Yeah, the Grand Canyon formed by water entering stone. Next, to rise through hard earth. I mean, imagine being buried underground. You'd think you have to be some giant, but no, be skinny. Want sunlight? Want water? Be persistent. Be a plant. Yeah, a humble flower or. Potato seed is strong enough to rise through hard earth. What's next? To enter fire, be dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I make a campfire, I need little dry sticks. I put them in, and I light the fire on them, and the sticks are inside the fire. Last, to enter life, be food. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are life. We are humans. We're alive, and we eat food. So, if you're food, you'll enter us. You'll enter life. Water cuts Grand Canyons. Pizza <laughs> forms human beings. Yeah, when you put it like that, sounds a little strange, but exactly so. Last, I wanted to ask you about the three ways in the world she mentions. Dangerous way, wounding way, and beauty way. What way do you want to be in the world? None of the above. I don't really want to be dangerous, beautiful, or wounding. So, how do you want to be? I don't know. Hungry, happy, curious. Are those your three? Yeah, I think so. 
They may not be everything I need in life, but they're definitely three good ways in. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. What is space made of? I mean, is it full or empty? Not the stars, not the objects in it, but space itself. Is it something or nothing? Wow, very practical and super deep. I'll ponder it and I'll research it and I'll let you know what I find. Sounds good. Back, and I've got the answer to your vexing question. Outer space is the physical universe beyond the Earth's atmosphere. There's not even air. Take away the stars and planets, gas and dust, and you're left almost completely devoid of matter. If you sampled an average one by one by one cubic meter of space, there would be less than one atom in it. That's still something, though. So no, space isn't completely empty. And even if it was, emptiness and nothingness aren't the same thing. What do you mean? Well, Einstein showed that space and time are tied together. At the biggest and smallest levels of measurement, there's no such thing as space by itself or time by itself. Only space-time. At these levels, space and time twist and curve one another. They generate energy. Out of emptiness come teeny particles, we've learned. So, even empty space is space-time, which is energy, which is matter, which is something! Let me see if I've got this right. Space is nearly, but not quite empty. And even if it is, emptiness isn't nothing? Right. This probably is a stretch, but I'm picturing an empty stomach filled with only the empty whole parts of a donut. And yet out of those, billions of new donuts are born! I don't know if Einstein would approve the metaphor, but I like it. Donut space, snack time, here we come. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen, and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.